Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Realcom Live. Um, we're going to keep it a little casual today. We're going to try to show you what we all look like one or one week or so from the conference. So let's bring in Howard and Lisa. Um, I think um, we're going to, you know, we're lucky we got out of our pajamas. I mean, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If any of you left your chairs in the last 24 hours? <laughs> Not for long. This yeah, is long. this is pretty much what you get about a week before the conference. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the most notable thing I see in my world is the dishes stacking up on my desk, <laughs> you know, the breakfast, <laughs> the lunch. <laughs> yeah, wow. and then by the end of the day, I'm carrying all these dishes, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I I ate all meals at my desk. You know. um, yeah, it is a lot, and, of, and, a lot of eating out the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 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 Well, and you would think after, you know, 24 years that, you know, we could copy and paste it, but boy, that is not the case um, because yeah, we asked the industry right. or suggest the industry to innovate. I mean, we ourselves got to push it, right? So every year we got to yeah. delete last year and start from scratch. And um, it, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun. So, all right, um, Lise, let's start with you. Um, we came out of Scottsdale, you know, which was, well, actually we came out of Denver, which I don't think we had any sponsors in the room per se. A couple, no, we did. We had a couple of little tables, uh, 40 people in the room, 100 or 1200 online. That was kind of a, definitely a different kind of conference than Scottsdale last year, 800 people, about a 80 vendor, vendors, supply, uh, 70, service. 70, 70 vendors. Yeah. yeah 70, 70 exhibitors. Okay. So mm -hmm. why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on this year? Because it feels like the trajectory is back towards more of a normal. It really, it, it has really, the trajectory is, um, is going up for sure. Um, we went from, you know, 70 exhibitors on the floor in Scottsdale, as you mentioned, to 134 for the conference yeah. coming up. Um, it is a it is a much bigger floor. We had a lot of space restrictions last year in Scottsdale, and, and had to get really really creative in how we use that space. We used foyer space and hallway space and um, and terrace space. This year, it's a little bit more of the traditional floor. We've got um, a lot of of your traditional companies that that you're used to seeing at the conference, but we also have a number of new companies. We've got a really robust prop tech launch pad uh, pavilion this year, and one of the things that we're doing differently this year um, is with respect to the pavilions that we have on the floor. Um, we've we've done a number of them over the years, you know, one or two on the floor, like the 5G and in building wireless. But this year we've got six pavilions that we uh, we have put together, um, grouping the different technologies and solutions and the solution providers, which I think is going to be really helpful to the attendees. So we've got the 5G and in building wireless pavilion, which a lot of our attendees have seen before. We also have a brand new energy and ESG pavilion. And that one um, sold out very quickly. We we actually had a small floor because we didn't know exactly how you know how fast it was going to to fill up or if it would fill up, and then we had to expand it. Um, we've got a healthy buildings pavilion, and that healthy buildings also the same thing. We um, we sold out the space we had. We expanded. Then we had to expand again. So that's actually the largest pavilion that we have, healthy buildings, and of course looking at health and wellness and those technologies and solutions. We've got an immersive experience zone. Um, we also have our um, uh, real estate cybersecurity pavilion. So that one is another brand new pavilion, and uh, and I think we have. Uh, we have eight or 10 um, 
uh, technology solution providers there. And, uh, and then we've got a, a recharge lounge as well, which is not technically a pavilion, but an area so people can, can kind of relax, come recharge, um, you know, charge their, their laptops or their phones or whatever, We're gonna have some live music on the floor in that space. So it's, uh, and then the, the PropTed Launchpad, as I mentioned, we've got um, a bunch of new companies that uh, have come in. We've got 10 of those that we will be showcasing. Um, it's really exciting. It's, it's, it's gonna be a very, very um, good experience for everybody, I think. Well, think about it, from 70 to 134, that's double. So almost double. That's double, yeah. okay. so. That's pretty incredible in, in one year, you, you know, coming out of the pandemic that it would get bounced back that quick. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing that I, I want to make a note of is that we have, I think, you're and your, you and your team have put together the perfect blend of early stage startups, mid-level rock stars, and those large industry behemoths that kind of keep the industry steady, right? And I think it's that, you know, the nudging of the startup and that stability of the middle and the power of the large companies that really tell me that we're a real industry, right? And, and I think that, you know, the inter interaction that I see between the new companies and the established companies, and the, um, it really may, I mean, if you're interested, if you're legitimately interested in technology for your real estate company, there's no other place in the world that assembles that many quality companies, right? Yeah. And, 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 and they are coming prepared to, to learn, to educate, to communicate. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. And, uh, and not to mention uh, also the, the Realcom Live stage will be back bigger and better than ever. And it'll right. have a, a seating area and a lounge in between the stage and the exhibit floor. So that exhibit floor is gonna bring, I think, a, just a ton of energy um, uh, to the industry. And if, like I said, if you're seriously looking for technology, you don't have to look too much further than that exhibit floor. So. And we have, and, and correct me if I, we, we have a lot of new companies that oh, are yeah. showing up. This we do. Year. We do. Yeah. We've, before, we've, right? we've got some new companies never, never before um, having participated at the, at the conference before. So yeah, a lot of new things to see and there's so much energy and, um, and, and momentum, you know, we had, we had a much shorter runway to plan this conference and to get all these companies together from Scottsdale than we've ever had before. But there's so much energy and excitement and, and companies are just looking forward to networking and, and, you know, the excitement at Scottsdale, I think it's going to be exponentially even more so at yep. this conference. So it, yep. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great. I think people are just really looking forward to getting together it, again. And, and as yeah, we mentioned, I, I think a lot of the, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, you know, I've noticed a lot of the companies are really leaning in. They really yes. want to create an experience this year and, and really right. yep. are working hard to get their, get their messages aligned and get their, uh, get all of their media together. And they're, they're just doing a great job. Yeah. And, and just like we always do, we chose the city intentionally, right? Orlando you know, is an incredibly innovative region, you know, starting with Disney, you know, Disney World, then Epcot, Universal, um, the city of Orlando, one of the first to commit to building a digital twin for the entire region. Um, I mean, you've got some really, oh, and of course, Lake Nona, which we'll talk about in a second there is a ton of really forward thinking going on in that area. And I think that's, we're gonna catch some of that vibe as well. Yeah. All right, so uh, the um, next point of conversation, Howard, is the program. I mean, nobody does it better. You've been, you can, I don't wanna say do it with your eyes closed because it's an incredibly big job. 
why don't you give us take us walk us through the the event starting on monday yeah yeah jim so this is a this is kind of a block diagram description depiction of the flow of the event uh starting with monday on the far left moving to tuesday and uh wednesday and thursday so uh starting out on monday uh we're having our I'm trying to remember is this our eighth annual golf event um that we uh it's been tremendously successful you know over the years we literally we usually get between 50 and 75 golfers who who come in early uh it's uh, our chairs for the event have been robert enton a cio from vernado and uh and todd Genuzzi, cio at paramount group in new york uh and always always a lot of fun great way to start the event and then uh a little later on in the afternoon uh we host tours of projects jim mentioned lake nona uh which is a, a very significant project uh that we'll be putting people on buses we're going to spend a few hours out at lake nona uh, and end up with a uh, reception at the uh, newly built Wave Hotel. Uh, I, I won't spoil it for you guys, but it's a, it really going to be a, uh, a, a pretty exciting event. Uh, a lot to see there. Uh, and then uh, moving on to Tuesday, uh, we kick off with our Cyber Forum. Uh, this is a four-hour event uh, that, uh, that focuses on cyber for operational technologies. Uh, very, very important uh, invent, event. And then uh, we move in the afternoon into our three pre-conference uh, uh, roundtables. We'll have our CIO, annual CIO roundtable, which is, I think this is our 19th year. Uh, we'll have our Smart Building Integrator Summit, uh, which we've been running since 2012, and also our Intelligent Buildings Bootcamp. These are uh, these are iconic events uh, that really attract some of the best and brightest folks, and they're, uh, they run through the afternoon, and uh, uh, then we culminate in a reception, and then our advisory council breaks off for a special, for a special event that evening. Then we move into the main conference on Wednesday, uh, and I won't go into all the details, but we kick, we're going to have general sessions on both Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, we have, I think, 233 speakers over 85 sessions uh, for both the main conference and pre-conference. Um, and we'll have six uh, simultaneously, uh, simultaneous tracks running in parallel, plus our Realcom Live interviews uh, that will be running throughout uh, the day, Wednesday and Thursday on the main stage in the Expo Hall. Dedicated exhibit floor time will culminate on Wednesday with the Digi Awards at six o'clock. Uh, and I'll go into a little bit more detail on those a little bit later. Uh, reception, and then on Thursday morning, uh, we've got a couple of we have a we have we have a new showcase. Uh, we kick off with a general session. We have our smart building best practice showcase that we've been doing for I think since 2012 now, where we highlight projects from around the world. But we had just added this year our uh, process automation showcase, where we are actually showcasing. Uh, automation processes, uh, 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 processes that have been automated in real estate organizations. Uh, and uh, well, I think we've got about 15 of those that are going to be showcased. So you'd be able to walk up and talk to the folks that organize those. And uh, then we wrap up at 345 on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, and, and I just want to make mention of the um, Realcom Live. Those videos uh, or those uh, interviews will be streamed live. Uh, as well as be up on YouTube after the fact. But for those of you who cannot make the conference, get the word out. 
you're back at the office. You know, you weren't uh, able to get to the conference this year. You're doing emails. You're working on projects. Put Realcom Live on your other screen. Volume low. Pay attention. And then when something of interest comes up, take a little break and listen to the interview because we have got nonstop folks lined up um, who are some of the leaders in the industry and are going to be kind of talking about the buzz and the important topics at the conference. And it's a way for you to participate, even if you're not in the room. Yeah. All right, let's take a brief commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the crazy, interesting things that and maybe a few surprises that you can expect at Realcom 2022 in Orlando. All right, well, uh, View is going to be there front and center. Yep. Um, they're uh, part of the uh, tour to Lake um, Nona and the uh, Wave Hotel. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're going to see things that most people only talk about. And that's what's exciting about that tour is this is an opportunity to not just get in a, in a session room and talk about it in theory and hear others, but it's just like when we took folks on tours to the Middle East and Asia and, and we visited Europe, we, it's like a field trip. We get to go see the project. And I think any of you lucky enough to get uh, on those tours, and I would encourage you to sign up quickly because I think we're almost, if not sold out. So uh, if you are interested, make sure you get signed up way in advance um, before you jump on that plane. So. We've been known to do some interesting things, right, um, at the conference. And <laughs> Lisa's laughing. What's next? Uh, so, um, and, and it's not by a mistake that we do that. It, it, my attitude, and I, I'm sure you guys agree to some extent, was that if we're going to create an environment that asks the community to be innovative and take risks, um, we can't expect to not do that ourselves, right? I mean, we're the, the place that, that, that the conversation is curated, right? And, and we can't sit there and be all stodgy. We have to take risks. So Howard, I, if you remember a couple of years where we had a go, we had the uh, drone and the robot on stage, <laughs> tested them perfectly, um, separately. That was <laughs> interesting. But when yeah. they finally hit the stage together, apparently after the fact we figured out, their radio frequencies collided and the drone fell from the sky right in the middle of the general session. <laughs> no one was hurt. Yeah, no one was hurt. Yeah, no animals were hurt in this experiment. No animals were hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everybody, you know, was like, oh, and I and I, I remember saying, I said, that's what happens when you take risks. You know, and the real estate industry has been so conservative for so long, as I as it you know needs to be, because you're building buildings are gonna last hundred years and you're digging big holes. And I mean, you have to be somewhat parochial and conservative, but we've mm -hmm. always tried to interject a little risk taking into the conversation if you want to use technology being a bit. So Ian, why, don't, why don't you run the video of our new friend and then we're going to talk about him. So <laughs> this is the thing that Black Mirror episodes are made of. Um, but uh, we're going to bring Spot to the conference um, he is going to make some guest appearances. The biggest problem we have right now is we're trying to figure out how to get uh, a name badge for him. And, and, and <laughs> we're going to need to shorten the, the, um, the strap the because it's a, a lanyard so, so it doesn't hit the floor. But we are fortunate enough to have a representative uh, from Trimble who works with Boston Dynamics is literally going to bring Spot to the conference. And you know we can talk about robotics in the commercial real estate industry as we have for probably seven, eight years now, but as they continue to improve and, and become viable, 
we're going to continue our journey. So Howard, I mean, you've at least you've seen robots at our show before. What's different you know, as we look at this video? <laughs> uh, well, this is a multiple use robot. I mean, this robot does can do a lot of things. I think first application was really in construction, but now uh, what we're going to be demonstrating at the conference is how the robot can be used to actually do LIDAR mapping um, and create uh, 3D uh, virtual, um, uh, you know, virtual assets uh, for properties, um, as well as some other some some other functions. Um, yeah, it, uh, the robot uh, the the robot thing is interesting. I mean, we've had well, some spots. Spots a little different too, because because he's very um, small and nimble and agile, agile right? Yes. The other the other robots that we've had in the past were big, clunky, big. you know, round, you yeah. know, kind of rolled around and and had very little. Um, not that they, they didn't have mobility, but they couldn't go in tight spaces, and they were very limited about where they they could actually you know move to. Um, yeah. I think Spot's going to be really really interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to to meeting him. Well, and, and I I think you know we have to be early on these ideas because that's what we do for a living, and I think we first seriously introduced robotics in 2016. I think uh, when we introduced the whole next generation technologies, AI, robotics, uh, machine. We have the delivery robots and the security yeah. robots. Like and so that. that's what, six years. And to Lisa's point, they're getting better. I mean, the technology is getting tighter. It's, it's a more flexible, nimble piece of machinery. But those applications are still out there, you know, delivering materials to a job site doing maintenance runs on a property that there's a rote process, cleaning, um, mm -hmm. to your point, Howard, measuring space for 3D reproduction and digital twins. Um, then mm -hmm. we start talking about drones, which the drone industry has slowed down a little bit as in respect to the buildings because they're still waiting to get the laws figured out as far as where the drones can fly and have you. But you know, drone ports on buildings, um, you know, going to be a real thing. In fact, at Lake Nona, they're going to be talking about the, the transportation port for electrical vehicles. Mm -hmm. I forgot mobile electric vehicles. I forgot they have a, a, an acronym for them. But private, in, personalized, you know, small electrical aircraft. I think George Jetson, you know, Lake Nona is already building. Or going to what? Three years from now, is going to have a little teleport. Yep. Uh, so this stuff that you know we used to think is you know kind of really future forward um, is getting more and more real. Yeah. So, you know, in addition to all the crazy stuff, you know, the, the push the envelope, maybe not ready for primetime stuff. Uh, the other things that we've gonna, we're going to have at the conference, to Lisa's point on all the pavilions, you know, nicely segregated into themes, wellness, 5G, cyber. Um, but we cannot forget the fundamentals, right? Those big enterprises and those, you know, both on the real, on the real estate application side and on the smart building side. Um, and we can't not let the point go by. Yeah, these are cool ideas, but God, it involves a lot of strategy, a lot of really serious, stable technology, um, you know, in order to pull this stuff off. You just don't, you know, throw a piece of technology out there and hope it works. It has to be part of a plan. So, Howard, what are you looking forward to the most? What do you, what do you, what's the vibe you're hearing? What do you, what are you hearing? Well, I, you know, we have a tremendous. We we have a, a, a super high quality crowd coming this year. I, I looked at our, at our attendee list. The company 
their their job titles, their the companies they represent. Um, what I'm looking forward to most is actually hearing the stories about how these technologies are being implemented and how adoption is being, uh, you know, uh, you know, is being moved forward in uh, in a lot of these companies, both large and small. Um, there's going to be a lot of stories that surface on how technology has been implemented in, in ways that really drive value. And those are the stories I think that, that folks really need to hear. Uh, you know, what is the, what is the ROI on these technologies? You know, how can they best be, uh, you know, be implemented to drive value? Uh, and that's what we're, that's what our program is focused on uh, this year is, is, is those stories and how, how to do it, how it works. Lisa, what do you think your number one takeaway is going to be? You know, in a lot of the conversations that that I've been having over the last three, four, five months, um, there's a lot of partnerships that are happening in the industry. There are, you know, partners between solution providers. There are integrators partnering with, you know, with technology companies to to advance the um in advance the ball um i think that what what i'm really interested in in seeing is how our our technology community is going to um integrate with our real estate community um i think that they have have really come a long way in terms of listening to what the needs and the challenges are of the real estate community and i think that 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 has really furthered um, the, you know, the uh, advancement of a lot of these implementations. And, uh, and, and we've got so many great partners, great technology partners. And, uh, and I think it's going to be really interesting to, to just see that dynamic at work and see them and, and listen to the case studies to Howard's point, talk about some of the projects that they've been involved in. Um, some of those took place over COVID. And, uh, and I think we got to talk about some of those in Scottsdale, but I think there were a lot of them that, uh, that came out of that period of time that are still evolving. And I think that, 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 um, that we'll get a chance to, to hear, you know, where, where are we in, you know, in those projects. Um, and our smart building showcase, our best practices showcase, we've got a great number of projects and, uh, and I always enjoy that. And I think a lot of the attendees really love just mm -hmm. walking around those projects, walking around the tables, and, and being able to have their own conversations on things that are that matter to them and uh, and 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 what they want to talk about as opposed to sitting in a classroom, I think it's a very different sort of session that um, that I always get a lot of really good feedback that people really really like that. And I like the fact that we have incorporated um, a showcase on the you know on the business solution side, the automation side of the house um, this year. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, yeah I, I think for me, I, I, my I'll take a little longer view. So I'm looking at this year in context of almost 25 years doing this. You know, and when we started out 25 years ago, is yeah, technology is going to impact the built environment. We kind of knew that fundamentally. And then over the years, we saw it, you know, kind of taking a nice trajectory up and up. I always felt it wasn't fast enough, still do. You know, but but the but the industry was getting transformed. You know, they were understanding how important it was for communications inside buildings how important it was to have an enterprise that had one version of the truth and various applications connected to it. And, and, and the experience of somebody in a building could be impacted by technology. So it was moving at a good pace, but then all of a sudden the pandemic came and just put the world on pause and forced everybody to have, look at the other 
alternatives, working from home, playing from home, learning from home, going to the doctors from home, right? And so we're coming out of it, but as this, this pandemic really caused us to, or pause, it caused us to pause and think about this paradigm shift of how we use buildings. And believe me, I've talked to enough people are worried about, you know, who's coming back, when's coming back, our lease is gonna be renewed, is it gonna be, there are still unanswered questions. So of which technology has a lot of the solutions, but yeah. it's gonna be different. And so what I'm looking for to come out of this is how well the technology industry adapts to the needs and how fast the, the built environment owners, operators, service providers realize that we're probably never going back in the 2019. These buildings got to change. They got to be smarter. They got to they got to live, breathe, live. Um, they got to be engaging. They got to be safe. And uh, there's a lot of work to do. A lot of work. Hence our theme: the Great Reconfiguration. The Great Reconfiguration. Yeah, it. Uh, we have to pick those themes early, but I think it's going to be spot. All you got to do is read the headlines. I think the whole world's feeling that. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. We are unfortunately out of time. Um, so thank you to both of you for uh, coming on and sharing and. and Anybody uh, watching this, if you got some folks who don't understand what's going to be happening, send them the link. It'll be up on YouTube tomorrow. And uh, remember, remind those folks, uh, Realcom Live will be live from the conference for two days and uh, a lot of great content coming out of that. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye to myself and Lisa. Leave Howard with you to do the news, and I'll be back to wrap the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. And now I'm going to recap a couple of stories from uh, uh, news stories from this week. And our, our lead story uh, is an announcement of our Digi Award finalists. So for 24 years, we've been given annual awards honoring companies, projects, people, technologies that have impacted our commercial and corporate real estate industries, both on the Realcom and Ivycon side. And for Realcom, our award categories are best use of automation. We give these to companies who've applied an extraordinary level of automation to their business processes in the categories property facility management, commercial real estate, retail, corporate, and investment management. Second category is best tech innovation. We give those to companies that have introduced innovative new products that really re-engineer our in industry. And then the third category, in memory of Julie Devine, one of our Realcom partners who passed at a very young age and we miss very much, we created the Julie Devine Digital Impact Award. And this acknowledges two individuals whose vision, tenacity, and commitment really move the needle in the industry. And then on the IBCon side, categories are quote unquote, most intelligent. We give those, and, and that's for extraordinary examples of buildings and projects and communities that really demonstrated connected, high performance, intelligent building concepts in the categories of office buildings, office portfolios, corporate headquarters, digital districts, retail, industrial, multifamily, and mixed use projects. And then the second category, as in Realcom, is best tech innovation, where we recognize new products for the smart building industry in the areas of intelligent buildings, wellness, and immersive experience. And then we also give away two Julie Divine Digital Impact Awards to a couple of extraordinary folks in the smart building industry. And then finally, every year, uh, since uh, 2018, we selected an individual for our Lifetime Achievement Award. And that's for those strategic, innovative visionaries in our communities who have 20 plus year careers that have been focused on real estate and technology. And these are folks that consistently share their time and their experience with the community. They took risks, they made a positive impact to advancement and adoption of technology and automation uh, to our industry. And I'm gonna stop there. The finalists in each categories are listed in the article. So read, you might see either your name or your company's name there. 
Then join us at 6 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, June 15th. You've got to be there on the main stage of RealCon for our Digi Awards ceremony where we'll announce the winners. Next, I want to shout out to this week's tech partner, <clears throat> excuse me, Intelligent Buildings. And so the question is, how do you make a topic like cyber a little bit more upbeat? So IB's article this week's entitled in, in The Bright Side of Cybersecurity. And the bright side is, drum roll, once we properly and thoroughly deal with cyber for OT, then we can really pursue all the benefits of smart and sustainable buildings. When it comes to operational continuity, there's no bigger issue than cyber, period. And for commercial real estate organizations, building level cyber has to be top of mind. There's vendor risk, networking, remote access management. You have to consider building system backup, configuration, people policy management, then add in the risks of insurance gap and inclusion uh, that, and inclusions that also need to be addressed. So the folks at Intelligent Buildings are committed to helping organizations make that transition to a strong fiber, cyber foundation and shift the concept to the bright side of fiber, cyber. Excuse me. Great article. Thank you, Intelligent Buildings. Finally, um, Giant JLL offers some tips for avoiding dead ends in prop tech adoption. So JLL's uh, Raj Singh, he offers some advice on how to get the tech right for your portfolio while dealing with thousands of prop tech startups. Lots of benefits to tech and automation. We all know that whether in cutting emissions or making spaces more valuable to prospective tenants, Singh, the managing partner at JLL's VC arm starts with a warning quote. What we've seen happen is that some early adopters have adopted a technology that turns out to be a dead end, he says. It's a dead end in the sense of maybe it doesn't do what they think it should do. But it's a dead, but it, but it's a dead end, and more particularly, because it doesn't play nicely with the other tech in your playground. So how do you avoid that? How do you avoid picking tech that sounds good but ends up causing problems down the line? So in this article, Raj articulates four critical tips to keep in mind in the tech selection process and includes a brief case study on tech implementation for one of the by one of the New York City REITs, complete with metrics on results. So it's a great article. Thanks, JLL. And with that, I am going to wrap it up. That's it for me today. Uh, back to you, Jim. Yeah, that last topic, uh, we've been talking about that one for a while, the status of prop tech investing. Uh, there are cracks in the ice. We're seeing in the general tech investment world. It's happening in the prop tech world. I think the, the nonstop ongoing um, euphoria starting in 2009 is starting to simmer down as I think it should. I think it's going to become uh, more mature. It's going to become more logical. And I think as the hype gets pulled out of the balloon, uh, the whole real estate tech prop tech industry is going to be much better off because you got to have good technology. It has to play good with others. It has to have a strong management team. It cannot be a startup for seven years. There has to be metrics, governance. And I think uh, it's about time that our industry starts to tighten up. And I know that's going to be a big conversation at the conference as well. I think there's a general argument that the herd's going to get trimmed. Uh, already is. And yes, it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I remember was in Nashville, we had that general session segment on the status of prop tech. We showed 3,000 companies. Now, supposedly, it's up to 6,000, 8,000, whatever. Too many, not going anywhere. Uh, and the faster we get it tightened up, the better off our industry will be. Yeah, and we'll have some good prop tech startups there at the conference. Absolutely. Actually, and the I, fact I, that I they're really coming think... and playing, yeah, in the sandbox with all the others is a good sign. It's a, it's a great sign. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Howard, thank you so much. We'll see you next week and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks, Jim. All nice right, time. before we uh, wrap the show, let's hear from our final sponsor, and I'll be right back and tell you what we're going to be doing next week. 
All right, I got to tell you, I watch a commercial like that from Corning, and I think back just uh, probably 10 plus years ago when these ideas were on PowerPoint decks and theory, and now you're seeing real life implementations of smart buildings, really taking the, the, the management and the operation and use of property to another level. So um, first of all, thank you, uh, Lisa and Howard for a great show today, Ian and team for putting this together. Um, uh, we're gonna have one more week. We're gonna keep in the theme of what's going on at Realcom. And next week, we are going to dive in to the building, uh, smart building showcase. Uh, I mean, we literally scour the world and have for about seven or eight years now, looking for examples of the perfect combination of space and technology. Microsoft's campus, Google's campus, uh, Shanghai Tower, you name it. If there was something that looked, smelled, tasted like a smart building, we were out there looking for it. And that tradition continues. So this year we got a great showcase scheduled for Orlando. We're gonna have Tina on and she's gonna share with us the hard work that went into picking these projects and why and what you can all expect. So with that, everybody have a great day, great weekend, and we will see you next Friday on Realcom Live. Be well. <laughs>